is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, or in this case, half hour number two. 713-780. ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. You can also uh, hit us up on The Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can also text the show, you know the number for that. You can also watch us on Twitch, watch us on uh, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Uh, you will see AJ and Aaron smiling faces on there as I continue to broadcast from home while on uh, uh, a Rona alert, so just waiting on my test result, but... Uh, uh, we're off early today for Aggie basketball, and uh, we talked a lot, a lot of NFL in the first hour. And just to kind of follow up on what we're talking about with the playoffs, I think in the uh, the AFC, well, two thoughts. Like I, we, we talked a lot about the Bills and how impressive they were last night, and how impressive they've really been all season. And um, but I, I think the seeding in the AFC is exactly how I would power rank the AFC, um, and. I, and that would be Kansas City, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and you know. I, but I have Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and, and Baltimore all very close, and uh, so I think you could see some the, the the two teams that I don't expect to make that that I don't think could pull off an upset. Probably the Dolphins and the Browns, depending on who they match up with. But I could see those other teams winning. Yeah, I. I mean, I I, I look at. When you talk about the top teams, Bills, Titans, or uh, Bills, Steelers, Titans, the only one that I have any confidence in is Buffalo. I, I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Steelers or the Titans lost in the first round. Yeah, I think the the thing about the Titans, I I had a lot uh, of confidence in the Titans until last week. <laughs> well, I, I just I think for them to win three games in a row, at some point Ryan Tannehill is going to have to win a game for them. And I I don't know that you could ask him to do that. And he's had a terrific season. He's been way – I mean, he's obviously a guy who needed better coaching once he got it. But he's not what they depend on. They depend on Derrick Henry. And somebody will figure out a way to slow down Derrick Henry. And when they do, it's going to be on Tannehill. And I I don't know that he can do that more than once. So – but I also – I also think that's a team that we saw in the playoffs last year. The running game goes everywhere, and if, if your running game is, is at the level that it's been all season and at the level it was in last year's playoffs, then they're going to be a tough out. But if, if And I say all the time that, that it travels. Like, you know, that, that's yeah. the, 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 the kind of team that you want in, in this time of year when you might be out in the snow or whatever. You want a team that can run the ball, and the Titans have that. What the Titans had last year, though, the Titans were better on defense last year than they are this yeah. year, and that's a concern. Well, if you're going to be a run-based team – you're going to rely so heavily on that run. You've got to be good on defense, and I, I don't know if the Titans are good enough on defense. They, we, we, I mean, you saw what Aaron Rodgers did to him, and that's with. I mean, yeah. granted, it was a Dory Jackson's first game back. They've been without their best corner for most of the season, but it didn't look like he made a difference last week. I, I mean, it, it, they, they've just got some issues defending the pass, and in 2020 in the NFL, 
if you're going to be a run-based team, you better be able to stop the pass because that's what teams are going to do. Yeah, and I'll go back to what I said before the season. My my big concern with the Titans was Mike Vrabel taking over the defensive play calling, and they have not been as good. And uh, I, I think he's a really good head coach, but I, I hope next season they actually go get a real defensive coordinator because yeah, they're not as good as they were last year. And part of it's the players, and part of it, I think, is just that's not his skill set. He's really good at, at putting a team together and leading a team and, and hiring the right people. Uh, but trying to trying to run the defense himself, I think, is a mistake. And I think that's one of the things that's going to hold him back in the playoffs a little bit. Uh, is I would I would just gonna as long as they get in, I think the Ravens are my my favorite of the lower seeds uh, because I think they've figured some things out. And you know, if, if they get the Steelers again, I don't know if the Steelers can beat them three times in a season. Um, yeah, I well, and the two I'm, the two times that they did beat him, it's not like well, this, and it's not like the Steelers were stomping anybody this season. Period. But they didn't stomp them. I mean, they were two competitive matchups, and yeah. you know, one of the games was the one where the Steelers put up 500 yards of offense, and there was a bunch of you know, Lamar Jackson fumbled a couple times, and uh, the the Steelers were able to win that game that they got pretty much thoroughly outplayed in. the uh, The other time that they uh, they played them, if I'm not mistaken. That was the game where Trace McSorley and Robert Griffin III were the quarterbacks. So, and they beat yeah. them by five points that day. So I, I think you're right. I, I, I mean, if you put the Steelers and the Ravens on, on, a, on a field tomorrow, I, I'd, I'd probably prefer the Ravens. Uh, but you, you never know, and that's a rivalry. I, I mean, it's, it, you're right. It is tough to beat a team three times in a year. But uh, I also think that may, the Ravens might just be better. Well, and I think the Ravens might have another gear. I don't know if the Steelers do. Um, and and I think that would be... Well, the Steelers have also dealt with some pretty big injuries, you know, since early in the season. Yeah. You know, they've, well, it, they've lost some key guys on defense. And, and really, we knew all along, this offense was questionable. They don't have a run game. So, if they were going to win, it was going to have to be with defense. And now you start to lose some key guys on defense. It makes it tough, man. Yeah, that uh, I think the biggest loss was Bud Dupree. Because yeah. uh, that they were a dominant pass rushing team with with him and TJ uh, on that line, and now they're you know I mean it's just TJ and it, it's uh, uh, and it's funny because I was looking at uh, something that Aaron sent me, which was Texans Wire had four free agents that the Texans that could help the Texans return as contenders, and one of the ones they listed was Bud Dupree, uh, which you know he might be affordable coming off that injury I, I still don't think the Steelers are going to let him go he's only 28 years old but uh, uh, that that's a hell of a player um, I'll, I'll throw the other three out for you and then at no point do they explain how they're going to create cap room which fortunately I've already done for you but uh, they have Allen Robinson as uh, a possibility uh, Daquan Jones from the Titans who I think would be a really good pickup yeah and also Corey Davis from the Titans. Well, Corey Davis, I mean, they didn't pick up his option. He's one of those guys who, it, it, when you've got that, that first round, uh, you, you've got that option to pick him up for a fifth year, and the Titans, they, they said, we're not, we're not taking his fifth-year option. He's going to play out this fourth year, and that's going to be that. Corey Davis is one of those. He, it, it's rare that this happens, probably, at least that, I, that I've seen or I can remember. But Corey Davis is having his best year now in year four. <laughs> yeah. And 
But I'll, I'll, I'll ask you flat out, who would you rather have on your team, Corey Davis or Will Fuller? Oh, boy. I'm, that's tough because, I mean, if you take into account health, it's Corey Davis. Davis has played in at least 13 games every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Will Fuller's got more upside than Corey Davis, but he's just not on the field. Yeah, and I, I kind of, listen, I, I loved Corey Davis when they drafted him. He hasn't been anywhere near what Same. I thought he would be. But, boy, you put him with Deshaun Watson, uh, look who's been throwing him the ball there. I mean, it, it's, you know, you could talk about how Tannehill's numbers are really good, but uh, he would be upgrading quarterbacks significantly. Yep. So, uh, I, I just, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think you need two wide receivers to sign unless you're going to move on from both Cooks and Fuller, which maybe you are. Um, and that's that's a decision that's going to have to be made, and I actually wrote about that a couple of weeks ago, is that Brandon Cooks is probably playing for his job next year right now because um, you could cut him with almost nothing, but then what do you have left at receivers? So if you do that, if you're going to move on from Fuller and him, you're stuck with Cobb next year, so he's going to be back. But... Allen Robinson and Corey Davis, greater than Will Fuller and yeah. Brandon Cook? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. So if you could somehow pull that off, uh, I'd like that. But I still think, you know, the the And there is a situation, I mean, there is a quarterback here that guys will want to play with. I, I talk a lot about yeah. who wants to come play on this team. A wide receiver, that might be the one, that might be the one guy where you can get you can have someone take maybe a little bit, a little bit less money, or take a chance on coming here because he gets to play with Deshaun. Um, you know, you know, not that not that everybody on the roster doesn't get to play with Deshaun, but Deshaun can can get you numbers. You know, if if I'm a defensive player, I've got no interest in coming to this team. If I'm an offensive lineman, I probably have no interest in coming to this team because I look at the rest of the offensive line and go, oh, I, I mean, how are we going to get any better? We've got the highest-paid guy in the league over here, and there's still an awful offensive line. How, how's that help? How's that going to get better? Uh, well, you know, it, I, but I, I think players think, oh well, I'll, I'll come in and fix this, and uh, and you know, nobody goes in thinking, well, this line sucks, and if I go there, it's going to be just as no. Bad. But what they do think, they compare and contrast to situations. Like they, they, I mean, if you're the only team offering a guy, it's a different story, but. We're assuming we're hoping that the Texans can find some value pieces and get guys like they can convince guys to take their money over comparable money in other situations. Well, and I think that's going to come down to who your new coach is, and you know. But I, I do think there's other players that'll want to play with Deshaun. He's just, uh, I mean, the guy is. It, I think people look at him and, and they they see a star who's maybe a bigger star than he is based on what he's accomplished on the field. But I think wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Allen Robinson and Corey Davis. No, and there's no knock on Ryan Tannehill, who's had a really good season. But Ryan Tannehill, Mitch Trubisky, uh, right. Nick Foles, or Deshaun. I mean, it's a pretty big upgrade. There's there's some real room. I mean, that's a way to to blow up your career, is what it is. Yeah, and and get a really big contract next year. But uh, I, I do think defensively, they uh, they really have to. Uh, it just comes down to who they hire. If, if they bring in a coach that guys want to play for, and you know, I, and I think, I, I think the Deshaun factor is a good recruiting tool because uh, it, it's certainly not James Hart, where like, uh, 
I don't know if I want to play with that guy. Yeah. I think I think guys on both sides want to play with Deshaun Watson, and I think that's that's going to be important when you go out and, and start trying to get these guys. And that's how you're going to have to do it because, as we've mentioned many times, you don't have draft picks. So, and uh, Asymmetric says, Texans will pay if you're a culture guy. I hope <laughs> the, the new regime. I want, a new, I want a GM who has different culture. Yeah, I, I want a GM who'll say, you know what? I'll take a chance on Marcus Peters. Over Kevin Johnson? Well, even uh, <laughs> even last year when he got traded again, I'd been like, you know what? I would love to have that guy. If he flames out in a year, so what? Uh, we, we, you know, but they, they just don't. You know, they've got to take more chances. And hopefully they will. Hopefully they'll get somebody. Well, because building with culture didn't work. Uh, no, it didn't. And. You know, if your culture was to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, then you're an idiot. All right, let's take a very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. G'day, mate. This is Sam Windsor of the Houston Sabercats. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. This is the last segment. about that? Um, One story that came out, the uh, Broncos planning to keep Vic Fangio. I, I don't think he's done a bad job. I just don't think he has a quarterback. They had some injuries. Uh, th- that's a team that's not that far away from being competitive. So I'm probably okay with him doing another year. Yeah. Uh, which I never would have thought he'd become the coach he's become. He was a terrible defensive coordinator when he was here. And, you know, he's gone on to uh, really become a good football coach. I don't know if he's a good head coach, but – He's done a real nice job at a lot of stops as a defensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, I, I think he deserves another year, especially when he had to play a, a damn game with a right. Yeah, I mean, he like and his quarterback situation isn't ideal anyway. I, and I don't know if they're married to Drew Locke beyond this year. I, I, I don't know what they think of Drew. But if you told me that that was the that's the, the quarterback he's got out there on the field, I I don't know how much better I expect them to be, you know? Well, so far, my Oki Light bet is looking okay. Yeah, it looks pretty good so far. <laughs> so far. I mean, it was, I, they, I think they scored their first touchdown about two minutes in, and it's just been pretty much uh, at, at will since. Well, what do I always say? It's early yet. Well, yeah, it's early yet. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> I, I think you're in good shape. To me, Denver's one of those teams that, you know, if they decided to get in on Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan, I, I think that could be a playoff team. I really do. I think they've got everything around them there, and, and um, except the quarterback. But, uh, you know, they keep saying they love Drew Locke, but, you know, what are you going to say while you got the guy? Right. Uh, but I, I – that's a, that's to me is kind of a sleeper team for one of these quarterbacks that, that might get moved. But, you know, I, I, I hope it's not like a Carson Wentz because, you know, I, I, I think he's broken. I do think Frank, Frank Wright could fix him. 
But if, if you're the Colts and he wants to play again, Phillip Rivers has done a pretty good job for you this year. I, mean, I know that's not a long-term answer, but would you consider bringing him back? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it to me, I I think you need to find something like something more real. You know what I mean? Like something more tangible is going to last. Like, let's not look for like a quick fix. Like, let's go find a a real live quarterback. Yeah, but you know, while you're doing that, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to find your real life. No, that's true. This might well, be your best option again. Well, you can bring back Brock Osweiler. Uh, yeah. Would that be good? Eight. Or Tim Tebow? You know, something uh, else we don't mention with the Broncos, they have, they've been without Von Miller all year too. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you've got that quarterback situation. You haven't had your best defensive player, and and one of, what do we say? One of the top five defensive players in the league, Von Miller. Clearly. And, and I mean, yeah, the coach should get a second. He, he should get another shot. I, 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 I'm okay waiting to see more. And that's Broncos talk just for Eric Warner. There he goes. <laughs> uh, so I, I do have a gem of the day. Is it okay if I uh, if I drop that for us? Real Hit quick it. Here? Hit All it. All right. Is that a gem of the day? The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Paddock Jeweler gem of the day. Uh, where do you come down on Bigfoot sightings? Um, well, about the same place I come down on all those types of things. It's nonsense. It's, <laughs> and I just went to, like, the, the airport that I flew out of in Oregon has a Bigfoot statue, like a giant Bigfoot statue in it. Like, it, it, it's, every car up there has, uh, it has a sticker of trees and a sticker of Bigfoot. That's That's what all the cars, all the Subarus have up there. Well... Singapore apparently has its own Bigfoot. <laughs> he moved and, from Oregon to Singapore? Uh, well, I, I mean, maybe it's just, uh, you know, there's also, like, there's supposed to be one all over, like, everybody in Washington thinks there's Bigfoot, right? Yeah. Uh, but the name for Bigfoot in Singapore is Bukit Tima Monkey Man. That's... Or, <laughs> I, I mean, I think Bigfoot's a little, you know, I think that's a little cooler than Bukit Tima Monkey Man. I always like Sasquatch. Sasquatch is a good one. I like that name. Monkey Yeti. Man, that seems... Eh, I don't know. Well, if, if it makes you feel better, they shorten it to BTMM. <laughs> no, that uh, doesn't make me feel better. Uh, <laughs> but he roams the forests of the Bukit Tima region. Hence the name Bukit Tima Monkey Man. So I, yours should have just been Oregon Monkey Man. I know I, he's just Bigfoot up there, and he's not real. Is is Yeti related to Bigfoot? I think Yeti is like uh, he lives the in Canadian the snow. One. Yeah, he's like the Alaskan or Canadian version of Bigfoot. Ooh, losers! Yeah. Uh, accord, according to legend, the first report of the creature came in 1805, before the colonial British discovery of Singapore, when a Malay elder claimed to have seen an upright walking monkey faced creature. In the Bukit Tima area, Japanese soldiers also reported the creature during World War II. Uh, and a 65-year-old explained to a newspaper, "We we were always told as children, when in the Kampung, not to go near the forest at night due to the monkey man." Of course, we never saw it ourselves, but it was always some uncle or friend of the family who had seen it. Isn't that always the case? 
you know, when I was a kid, I heard Legend of the Rougarou, and it was you never go into the swamps because the Rougarou's prowling around down there. So, I, I, I or the, I mean, yeah. So I guess it's got to be real. If I, if well, if you heard tale of it as a child, then it's got to be real. Uh, yeah, like the chupacabra. Yes. Right. And so. Santa Claus. Hey, hey. I heard he breaks and enters into your home every year. Uh, yeah, at some point, shouldn't he be charged for that? You would think so. But, uh, anyway. Come to my house your, and eat my cookies. That's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. IOT says, just like UFO sightings, uh, bite your tongue, sir. Aliens are real, I think. We are not alone. We have never been alone. <laughs> I just want proof. Because uh, I, I, I keep seeing, I, and I've been watching a lot of, uh, almost every documentary about this over the past few months. Is it finally proof? It's like, no, you got somebody saying. Yeah, somebody said something. That's not proof. Yeah. And it, I, I find it hard to believe that every single crashed aircraft, that the government would get every piece of it. That there's not some farmer in Kansas that's got, well, maybe a craft landed and he hit it in his garage and there was a kid in it. And that kid went on to have superpowers because of the sun. Oh, wait, that's Superman. Never mind. Yeah. I, I just want to see proof. That's all. Rainman says Yeti is in Tibet. Okay. So, so he's not in Canada? No, no. Okay. But, uh,. But, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's a giant monkey man. I don't know. I, monkey man feels like a, a, a politically incorrect term. Like, how, well, how would he, if he's got any part man, how would he feel being called monkey man? Well, if he's got any part monkey, how's he going to feel called <laughs> well, man? That, that, you know, you make, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, hey, it just depends on how you identify, right? We've got male, female, transgender, monkey, man, monkey man. I, I, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I I don't buy any of this stuff because every time there's a photo, even even the UFOs, it's like this fuzzy thing. And, and it's like, I don't know about you, but when I take a photo on my phone, it's pretty damn sharp. So just once, that's all. <laughs> all right. Aggie uh, basketball coming up next. And uh, you got any thoughts on that game? No. Um, I, I, w- I was kind of leaning to Aggie, and then the number got pushed down. I, I think it's just a grinding, low-scoring type game. So that sounds a little bit like under. Uh, uh, it's priced in, though. I don't know. And, and if, if LSU, like if they play the same kind of like zone defenses against each other, LSU has more weapons on offense. Aggie has some COVID issues. I, it's it, it's it's tough for me. If I had to play anything, though, it's probably the under at this point. All right. I wish I would have just played your Oklahoma State game, though. That's that's the way to go. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's early yet. I'm 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 not getting too excited. Uh, all right. Uh, great job, Aaron. Great job, AJ. Uh, great job, Twitchers and Texters and everybody today. Uh, we've got one more show left in the week, and uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow for what are the odds Wednesday. So please join us. And until then, stay sportsy, bitches.
You're listening to ESPN 97.5.